to the special meeting of the Orville City Council, July 20th, 2021. I'm calling this meeting to order. You stand, oh, can I have the roll, please? Councilmember Pittman? Yes. Councilmember Smith? Present. Councilmember Riggs? Here. Councilmember Hatley? Here. Councilmember Goodson? Here. Vice Mayor Thompson? Mayor Reynolds? Here. Stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Looking for a motion to adopt the agenda. I move that we adopt the agenda. I'll second. Beats the alternative. Motion carries with six yeses and one absent. Let the record show that Vice Mayor Thompson is here. Do you want to vote on this item? Accepting the agenda? Yes, sir. Motion carries for the adoption of the agenda with seven yeses and zero noes. Okay, moving on to regular business. We have one item, NHA advisors presentation regarding the unfunded pension liability. Good evening, Mayor Reynolds and council members. We have a short presentation from NHA advisors, um, Eric Scriven, the principal there. It's going to be a very short presentation, reviewing some of the things we've already discussed and going over some new things. But basically, at the end of this workshop, we're going to be looking for direction to see if you want to pursue something like this. So we want to make sure that you have all of the information you need to make a thorough and informed analysis before we decide whether to take this risk or not. So I'll hand it over to Eric. Good afternoon, Mayor, members of the City Council and staff. Uh, as Ruth mentioned, we put together a nine-page uh, presentation, which uh, is meant to review uh, uh, the background uh, as well as the uh, the options and objectives and importantly uh, once again discuss the risks we've got a couple of slides in there uh, uh, you've perhaps seen them before behind the nine pages i did also attach the july uh, the june 9th presentation which was uh, uh, lengthier uh, in case there's questions that we want to reference some of those pages so i just want to make sure that we're prepared for all of the questions, but it should be a fairly uh, quick run through. I have, uh, can I sh uh, share my screen? Yes, you can. Uh, no, it does not say that I can. 
There we are. Did that, uh, did that work? Okay. Um, we're, we wanted to review uh, why we're here, uh, which really is, uh, uh, you know, stating the obvious. The city has a $24.9 million unfunded accrued liability with CalPERS, and that has grown rapidly over the last uh, seven or eight years, uh, and, and in fact, over the last 15 years. You also have an outstanding um, uh, pension obligation bond that uh, you issued, the city issued in 2007, uh, outstanding amount of $2.8 million. The, like most uh, public agencies in the state of California, uh, these, uh, these uh, unfunded liabilities have risen rapidly uh, over the last uh, decade or more. And for many communities, uh, particularly in years where revenues have been stagnant, and, and, and in years perhaps when uh, revenues are growing, but uh, these costs are growing faster, uh, there's the concern that these uh, annual year-over-year -year cost increases to repay this unfunded liability can uh, crowd out other community priorities. So we've been talking about uh, uh, a number of cost management strategies that the city of Oroville does do um, and has done. And uh, the, the idea is that the restructuring of this unfunded liability with CalPERS may also be a useful tool to, uh, in addition to the other um, uh, cost management strategies that the city has undertaken, might be a useful tool. Uh, and additionally, as we all know, the interest rates, uh, we probably would not be discussing this if interest rates were at uh, five and a half or, or thereabouts uh, percent. But right now, interest rates are uh, near all-time lows. They've continued to be very low. Uh, right now, they're in the three to three and a half percent range. Um, it depends on the credit and the length of term that is selected for the restructuring transaction. And over the last 18 months, there's been over 50 public agencies, mostly cities, some counties, and a number of special districts that have executed these uh, UAL restructurings um, during the, as I said, the last 18 months. So given the low rates and uh, these increasing year-over-year -year, uh, payments uh, upon your CalPERS unfunded liability, the idea is that this debt can be restructured to a level more predictable repayment schedule and, and save uh, based on taking out 7% uh, CalPERS debt uh, with a lower, um, say, three and a half percent bond rate, there is the potential to save a significant amount of money. The city uh, can restructure uh, this debt using any amount of that 24.9 million. Uh, you can uh, create whatever uh, repayment shape uh, the city uh, deems prudent. On the shape, whether you do a level, you can choose to do a level or slightly ascending payment. On, on the repayment term, you can choose to do a 20, 25, 30 year or whatever uh, the city council deems prudent. Uh, on the amount, the city can choose to uh, refinance and restructure that full $24.9 million or it can choose to uh, refinance and restructure a lesser amount. 
in general, the more of the CalPERS UAL uh, that is uh, uh, taken out, if you will, refinanced, uh, take, uh, swapping out the 7% for uh, a lower bond rate of three and a half or thereabouts, but the longer the term that you do, you create a lower repayment schedule and uh, that, uh, that repayment schedule in general uh, is, is, becomes a more resilient um, uh, structure to deal with if there are, and we know there will be future uh, economic shocks uh, where your re revenues are stagnant or are reduced, uh, as well as uh, the likelihood of CalPERS uh, underperforming uh, in any particular year on their reinvestment. Uh, and therefore adding a new layer of uh, uh, unfunded liability debt. As discussed in detail during uh, the, the couple of previous workshops, there is an unavoidable risk uh, when you undertake uh, a, a UAL uh, restructuring using a, a pension bond, and that is uh, reinvestment risk and market timing risk. If CalPERS does poorly with its reinvestment of the additional monies given to them by the city, uh, in essence, the proceeds of the pension bond, this can potentially mean that the city is worse off having executed a transaction. The way to think about this is the rule of thumb is if over the, the length of the term of the, uh, the bond issue uh, that CalPERS earns less than uh, the bond rate, then the city would have been worse off uh, executing a transaction. Additionally, if uh, CalPERS has a bad reinvestment year uh, in the early part of the uh, uh, timeframe after uh, a pension bond is issued, say one to one, two or three years out, uh, then of course this amplifies uh, the, uh, the loss. You, you, you would have lost uh, money uh, because you have assets with CalPERS already, but the additional monies would also uh, amplify that loss. And therefore it creates the need over the, uh, the long term, over the length of the term of the, the bond issue that the CalPERS would need to earn uh, more uh, than the bond, uh, bond rate to make the city whole. And, and at the uh, end of the term, looking back to consider the transaction a success. I'd like to stop there for a moment and uh, uh, ask again um, if there are any questions on uh, the, the ob objectives uh, of such a transaction and most particularly the potential risks. I have a question. Councilmember Riggs. Thank you. One of the um, risks you speak of is if CalPERS earns less than the bond rate. Do you know in recent history if that's occurred? Uh, great question. Um, back in 2008 and 2009, uh, they had uh, a couple of very bad years where they earned uh, under 3.5%. In fact, uh, one year I think they, they lost lost. 20%, and, and I think the next year it was um, uh, around 10. So since then, of course, we know there's been a, a rally in the market, and uh, generally speaking, uh, there's been a higher 
average rate of return than a three and a half percent. In fact, I have that statistic if you'd like to see it on uh, in the appendix. Uh, be glad to show it to you. Thank you. So up in the upper right hand corner, you can uh, see that the averages um, uh, over the, the five and 10 year horizon have been uh, above three and a half percent. 10 years, as we know, since the Great Recession, there's been a great bull market in equities and uh, generally speaking at all asset classes, including real estate. Um, and even uh, over the last five years, uh, we've seen that it's been above three and a half percent. Wouldn't really look at the 20 and 30 year uh, averages. Those, um, I think we're in a new era if you will, in reinvestments where generally speaking, uh, I think uh, most uh, investment professionals would say we're in a lower rate of return environment. And I think you all have heard the chatter uh, from CalPERS about uh, them, uh, the the board revisiting the fact that they want to perhaps lower the uh, CalPERS discount rate from 7% to something lower. And we can get into that uh, the, that detail if you would like. Uh, as we all know, CalPERS uh, just reported a, a, a banner year of 21% earnings for the fiscal year ending uh, June, 20, June 30th, uh, 2021. Thank you. Uh, if I may, I'll turn the page. Uh, this is uh, the city of Oroville's repayment shape on its uh, unfunded liability with CalPERS, and we've layered on the pension obligation bond that you have outstanding. And as you can see, uh, the the uh, you the unfunded liability has uh, more than doubled over the last seven years, and that's created a really irregular and ascending repayment shape. This goes back to 2015, but if you look at um, 2021, uh, 2022, you're going to have that pension bond that's outstanding fall away, but you still have ascending payments from 2023, uh, or I should say 2024 through and including 2032, 2033, and 2034. So that the, uh, the cumulative effect uh, of those um, payment increases over fiscal 2020 levels is approximately $5.8 million. And we, we do know that there'll be an, a new base layered on in this next fiscal year from uh, the 4.7% uh, return that CalPERS had in the fiscal year ending 2020. So that is not shown here. Uh, it'll uh, marginally increase this. And two years from now, uh, we will have the benefit, uh, or the city will have the benefit of that 21% increase that they just booked uh, uh, and reported uh, last week, actually. Um, so that should lower uh, this overall repayment schedule. Uh, it, everything just sort of lowers down. The shape is still the same, but everything uh, will lower unless CalPERS takes some of that 21% gain and uh, does 
some things uh, with their assumptions, for instance, lowering the discount rate. You've all seen this uh, uh, sheet before. We didn't change the numbers. Uh, the, the market is uh, very strong right now, but we, uh, we want to be conservative. Uh, there's three um, options that are shown here, not to make a decision if you decided to move forward, but mainly to illustrate uh, how uh, the, the city of Oroville could restructure uh, it's unfunded liability and also uh, 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 refinance those three years remaining on the pension bond that uh, are at uh, five, five and a half percent, I believe, uh, to create a more level and predictable repayment schedule uh, through uh, the 20 or 30 year uh, time horizon, depending on what the city might choose if it wanted to proceed forward. These, these uh, numbers and the, the bars that show the existing unfunded liability repayment shape uh, assume a 7% 7 per, uh, 7 return. Uh, that's the assumptions that CalPERS shows currently. We do know that they're going to change that uh, likely uh, in November, but this is uh, the snapshot right now. So these are the numbers uh, that are, I'm sorry. Was there a question? No. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, these are the numbers that uh, uh, are produced from these three lines. Again, the comparison figure is um, if CalPERS uh, earns 7% on its, uh, its uh, um, rate of return uh, through the term of this analysis, these would be the savings if you restructured $19 million of the $24.9 million to create a funded ratio of 92%. Uh, we've, we've shown three scenarios, uh, a 20-year level, and on the right side, a 25-year level in the orange. And then there's the middle one, a 22-year, that has a 1% ascending line just to show the, the differences. As you can see, the, the savings uh, are very strong if uh, CalPERS earns at 7%. Uh, I would stress that if CalPERS earns less than 7%, uh, the savings figures would be less, um, but uh, the, uh, you can see that the uh, length of term, there's an interesting thing that occurs here, uh, as we've s stated uh, in previous workshops, where you have the shorter, uh, the 20 year transaction, this level, you can see that the cumulative savings, uh, the third line from the bottom are $6.5 million uh, versus the 25 year restructuring where the savings would be $3.2 million. The reason is you have some years uh, because you have a longer term, you have some years on the, uh, on the back end where uh, you're making debt service payments where uh, previously you had no unfunded liability payments being made to CalPERS. And uh, uh, the time value of money being what it is, the present value savings, when you discount the savings, um, they're pretty close. Uh, the 25 year 
is about $5.3 million on the right, and the present value savings uh, 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 on the 20 year is about 5.8 million. The, one of the interesting points to be made here is if you're restructuring, you're trying to create some resiliency to be able to absorb uh, an economic shock where you have stagnant or reduced revenues, or CalPERS has a very bad year uh, and, and layers on a new uh, level or layer of debt, uh, the longer term um, creates a more headroom, if you will, uh, and the average savings uh, for the first 14, 15 years on the right side, you can see the longer term, you have an $865,000 uh, average annual savings versus the 20 year uh, is uh, $628,000. Uh, average annual savings. So it creates more room to have a longer term as I had st stated up front, uh, and it creates a more resilient structure uh, to absorb these types of uh, possibilities if there's um, economic calamity or uh, CalPERS has a bad year. Any questions? I don't think so. So, so we wanted to uh, illustrate once again uh, what when, when I say CalPERS has a bad year, uh, we're, we're just, we're gonna show uh, two slides to that effect. If CalPERS has a 10% uh, hit in year one, you give them the money, uh, there's going to be a new base uh, layered on, uh, whether you issue a bond or not. If you do not issue a bond, um, you're going to have uh, the gray bars is your outstanding uh, CalPERS, um, you know, payment schedule, and you would add on the black bars um, if you had not done a transaction uh, with a 10% uh, hit. Uh, that would be the new base if they um, had a 10% uh, a negative 10% return. If you had done a transaction where uh, I think we were using 19 million dollar transaction, so you gave them an additional. $19 million and they had that bad year in the first year that you gave them the money, you would go from the nice flat orange line in this 30 year, uh, 25 year POB scenario, uh, it would rise, the new uh, layer that would be added would be the dotted uh, orange line. And it's important to understand that uh, you're going to have a new uh, layer, whether you do a transaction or not, but if you give them more money and they have a bad year um, right out of the gate or out of the first several years or, or consistently underperform, uh, that giving them that extra money uh, and they underperform uh, has the potential of uh, uh, creating, uh, in retrospect, at the, at the end of the 25 years, look back, uh, a, a regret that you may have uh, under, had not had the benefit of the transaction. Excuse me, Eric, we have a question from council member, council member Smith. Yeah, so when you say bad year, what is, quantify that? So, so that new, uh, new amount. CalPERS is uh, targeting right now, um, they assume that they're gonna earn 7% every year. Mm -hmm. So to the extent that they do not hit their target. Uh, in this instance, they're 10% below, so it would be a minus 
3% uh, return year, you they would add on a, a new base. In fact, in fiscal 20, they earned 4.7%, which is slightly under uh, the 7% number. So this, this current next fiscal year, there will be a new uh, base uh, uh, layer, I should say, added on to your existing repayment shape, the gray bars. Of course, uh, they just earned 21% uh, in this most recent fiscal year. So that is uh, going to be factored in in two years, and that would be a negative base. So everything would be reduced. And the gray, uh, once the gray the recession, yep. A follow-up question, if I will. Um, in the Great Recession, um, or uh, 08, 09, the, what did you say? Negative 20? Negative 20. Okay. So, I mean, certainly the market has that potential. Uh, and just maybe in your own uh, analysis, maybe it'll help all of us. So, uh, you know, in this uh, market that we're currently in, um, you know, some some economists say that it's over, uh, you know, over overinflated, and an adjustment is coming. Um, what say you? And so, if we're buying in right now, I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I want to know if I need to run out and buy some stock or not to, after the meeting. Yeah, no, I'm not the one. I, I probably wouldn't be uh, before you this afternoon if I had had a crystal ball on the market, interest rates or stocks. Um, I think it's a it's a fair question. It's a very good question. And uh, as your uh, municipal advisor, we are we want to be very cautious because uh, um, everyone who put money into the market uh, last year is looking really, really good. They're feeling really good about the transaction. So right now, uh, are we at a, a top? Is CalPERS going to be able? Uh, over the uh, near term and long term uh, to be able to uh, exceed not just the bond rate, but, uh, you know, uh, the discount rate that they're assuming 7% or if they decide to lower to 6.5, is that uh, a target that they're able to hit? Uh, I, I truly can't answer that question for you. I can say that uh, the chances of um, the transaction being um of benefit and positive for the city um, greatly increases the lower that uh, bond rate is. So if we're at three, three and a half percent, there's the ability to stress test that, have an actuary look at it and give you some probabilities. Um, but if the city decided to proceed with this, I think we would be uh, talking about strategies with staff uh, to, you know, there are some strategies, perhaps uh, the idea of um, dollar cost averaging, which is, you know, doing half now and half uh, a year from now, or uh, there's, a, there's different strategies uh, that the city could employ to, um, or you could just issue a lower amount uh, to put less uh, at, at work now. There's, we think it's a valid question that uh, we want to be mindful and thoughtful about uh, uh, before we go into the market, which was my follow-up to the follow-up question, um, and that and you've kind of answered that. So you see volatility in the market, and it looks like things aren't going our way. But you know we've already voted on this. We've had the bonds issued. 
we don't have to give them the whole lump 19 million all in one shot. We can retain, hold that back and look for a more opportune time to invest. Is that what you're saying? I, I am saying that. I think that the, if the city decides to proceed, you're still going, the city council is still going to have control. Uh, if you want to proceed, uh, then you, you know, you have your um, staff and, and your team uh, ready, uh, ready the transaction. It could be half. It could be a, a full amount. You could wait six months, you, you know, to see how things shake out through uh, those are the types of conversations uh, I think we need to have. Okay, thank you. So, any other questions? So, uh, we did a second slide. There's uh, just to show you 10% um, hit in year one or 20% hit. I think the 20% uh, negative return in the first year, we showed that to city council in the last workshop, but you can you can see that doing a transaction or not doing a transaction, the black bars will uh, come uh, irregardless uh, if you if you do not do a transaction just because you have assets with CalPERS that have uh, had a negative ten or twenty percent return. If that's what happened. So uh, the fact is, if you do a transaction, you would have more. Uh, assets uh, with CalPERS, more money with CalPERS. So again, that market timing risk is there uh, if they underperform in the early years of the after the transaction. We just wanted to make sure that that uh, concept is is very clear. Um, um, your city manager thought that was very important to reemphasize. So. The next steps are if the city council uh, decides to proceed uh, and undertake a transaction or ready a transaction to go to the market would be to hire a bond lawyer. Uh, we think that your existing paperwork on the 2007 pension obligation bond will allow you to undertake a, uh, a, a new one if you decide to proceed um, uh, without having to go through the courts again. Um, but we, you know, uh, of course, we're not lawyers, so we want to have someone look that over. We have not done that uh, up to this point because city council hadn't decided to proceed. And uh, so July, uh, July, there would be some work uh, by the bond lawyer, uh, assuming that uh, the paperwork is good and you can proceed without uh, going to the courts. Uh, then uh, the uh, legal documents and the disclosure documentation would begin to be prepared. Um, and then um, in August, uh, we tried to fill out the uh, team with an underwriter, you know, the banker that would take the, the, the bonds to the market. Uh, we'd also get the credit uh, documentation together. And uh, during that time, we would also come uh, through staff to city council to get your uh, decisions on your preferred structure, whether you wanna do um, 100%, a lesser amount, 20, 25 years, level, ascending. Those are some of the things that uh, would be decided upon by uh, city council. And uh, we think it's very important uh, that the city um, adopt a uh, pension funding policy 
And we've got some um, ideas on that, whether you do a transaction or not. And then in September, we would have the credit rating presentation. Uh, Eric, we have, a, we have a question. Excuse me. Council okay. Member Smith. I'm sorry. Uh, just to uh, give us a glimpse of right now, we're um, obviously going underwater annually. Um, so we're at this, you know, larger 20 plus million. What, wh how much annually do we need to kick in to where we're at a break even point on an average basis for CalPERS at, at this current moment? So, so that we're not seeing this continual. Um, That's impossible to tell because it depends on the return of CalPERS. I mean, if it's a, if they meet their goal of 7%, you know, then we, it doesn't increase if we pay our annual, um, what we've collected and have to pay. If they don't, then that will go up and every year that could be different. Right, so, but I guess it's just a, because all of these are assumptions. Everything here is an assumption. That's correct. Correct. So uh, just assuming things continue on the current trajectory uh, that we've seen over the last decade, what what would be kind of? I mean, we're at just twenty, whatever it is, twenty something million. Just well, it, I think the slides have shown us that over the last, I believe it was the last ten years, we have doubled. Um, we right. went from twelve million to twenty-four, 24. million. So, I mean, if that gives you kind of an idea. Yeah, so we're about 1.2, 1.3, somewhere in there, probably just, at, you know. About $2 million a or two, year. Or okay, even yeah. worse than that, okay. Somewhere in there. Plus, you know, you've got to consider the $2 million that the unfunded liability has increased when we've also been paying our annual payments, plus we've been paying an extra million dollars. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is, uh, we've been doing our best to combat that, but it still continues to rise at that pace. And so this whole project here essentially, uh, just stating the obvious, is designed to put the bed what's happened over the, the damage that's occurred over the last decade. But we would be really clear on that. We're not putting it to bed. This is not a mortgage. You don't get rid of that debt. Yeah. What that, you do is you pay it yeah. down. And then if you could use the bucket analogy, you have the one bucket that you're paying on the 19 million on, then you'd have your other bucket where the 5 million's at and that 5 million can change every year. Right. No, unless I, I, Eric has something more to add to that. Yeah. No, that's that's a bad use uh, of terms on my exactly part. right. Uh, yeah. The, the idea, I think, uh, there is the strong potential of savings just given where interest rates are and CalPERS, even if they <laughs> underperform the 7%, but still earn five and a half or something of that nature, that's still uh, above the three and a half. Uh, time will tell if that's uh, what they're able to do. Um, but to me, the uh, an equal uh, important objective of this is to... Uh, restructure this debt so that it is more affordable uh, and uh, it's more resilient to potential uh, future shocks from CalPERS underperforming and adding layers or, um, or you know, the economy uh, creating uh, stagnant revenues for the city um, in, in the new, you know, in the short term or over the long term, we just don't know. So uh, it creates a a more resilient uh, resilience for the city to make this payment while also carrying on its other uh, priorities. Councilmember Pittman has a question. Thank you. Uh, Eric, have you seen in other situations where cities have gone through this process that you su suggest, the legislature taking a look at changing some rules to diminish or restrict this type of activity? I have not. No, I have not. The pension, the pension uh, uh, 
obligation bond law you know where you go to the courts to validate the transaction and the reason you do that is CalPERS is a debt on your the city's balance sheet but it needs to be validated because it's a different kind of debt but it is there and so you go to the courts to validate that that is a debt that is imposed by law that's the terminology that the lawyers use once you've validated in the court has essentially adjudicated that and said it is a debt then you have the ability to refinance that debt without running afoul of the Constitution and you the city of Oroville has already gone through that validation process when it did its 2007 pension obligation bond I'm we feel pretty sure that it's gonna be fine to proceed but we need to have a lawyer look it over yeah I appreciate that I just every time a local government gets a good deal the legislature goes after it so I ask that just for being the pessimist of the past thank you I mean there was a lot of pension transactions done in the early 2000s where CalPERS target discount rate was 8% or you know seven and three quarters and those those transactions were issued at five and a half six percent and now CalPERS is trying to inch down to a lower discount rate of like six and a half so the six percent transactions don't look so good and a lot of those were done where they weren't callable you know you couldn't redeem them so they're stuck with those that's not the type of transaction that gets done anymore especially with the lower rates right now so Eric if I could just ask a question for the council this type of a bond if we were to do this and the city were to somehow have some sort of windfall is there an early payment or prepayment penalty associated with these bonds usually these transactions are issued with a 10-year lockout if you will and after 10 years you can redeem them at par essentially only you can just pay them off after 10 years that's a standard type of bond transaction and you know whether you're issuing a POB or you know a sewer bond so if you want to have a shorter redemption period typically the investors who are buying those bonds want to be paid for that in the form of a slightly higher interest rate and usually that's the case but you know we always try to ask those questions when you go to the market see if there's an ability to narrow down that call protection for the investor if we understand the process correctly the next step would be to hire the bond attorney to start looking into what our obligations are as far legally if we've been validated or not with this debt but then from there we're not obligating ourselves to anything at this point and we are not obligating ourselves until such time as we lock in the interest rate is that correct that's exactly right the city has not committed to a transaction until you sign that agreement with the underwriter the bond purchase agreement on the date that they sell the bonds to investors that's right thank you anything else Eric 
No, I, I, I think that we've gone through this uh, process. Well, I'm appreciative that you indulge me. Uh, it's, I feel like it's part of my job to go through. It's pretty, these are the most complex uh, uh, bond issues that are out there in my opinion. So it's important for the decision makers to have all the information to make good decisions. So thank you for indulging me on that. Thank you. Do we have any questions from the public? Mr. Mayor, I have not received any blue speaker cards for this special meeting. Do we have any more questions from the dais? So we're, uh, Mr. Legron, you're looking for direction um, to proceed as presented? Yes, sir. We're looking for, um, I don't have the agenda in front of me. I don't know if we're going to vote on this or if we were through consensus, if you would like us to proceed forward. I think this is a very... Um, important issue for our city. This is probably the most important issue, quite honestly, that we face is this debt that is out there that we have to take care of. Um, as I look at this and evaluate this, this is the least bad option. Um, I don't think that there um, is any really good option in this because everything, there's nothing that we're going to lock in and we're going to absolutely know for sure. We are taking a chance. We are trying to make an educated decision here. We believe that's why it was important to have Eric here um, at least three times to try to uh, provide the information to the council because this is a, a very difficult decision uh, for the council to make because like I said, it's the least bad option. Um, so we have to evaluate this, decide what you'd like us to do and move forward. Again, Moving forward today does not obligate you to anything at this point. It just allows us to gather more information to bring back to you um, and probably not as lengthy of, of these type of workshops or anything like that, but to bring back so you can better evaluate before you make your final decision. So we're looking forward what you would like to do. We, your options are we can move forward. We can do nothing. Thank you. We're looking for a motion to uh, direct staff to move forward as presented. I move that we direct staff to um, move forward with um, col in collecting more data so that we can make a well-informed decision. Does that mean moving forward with the recommendation with uh, the bond attorney? Yeah. Yes. I'll second that. Thank you. The motion carries with seven yeses and zero noes. Well, thank you, Eric. We appreciate your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a nice day. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, if we could take a break now for 15 minutes and we can begin our closed session. Um, we can open up our regular scheduled council meeting and go to our closed session at 4 p.m. Okay. Uh, with that, we will adjourn this special meeting until July 20th at 4 p.m. <laughs>